There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Beyond Terrestrial, your home for the strange. I'm Lee Eric. Sitting across cyberspace from me is the Bonnie to my Clyde, the Quizmaster General himself, Dan, the Magic with a K Man Martson. Dan, how are you doing today? Really good, Lee. I'm excited for another Terrestrial Tuesday and our hot topic of the day. Hot topic of the day, Dan. How was the move? I heard you were moving down to my area. Yes, yes, I'm in the south. In fact, I am just down from the crossroads where Robert Johnson made his deal with the devil. We're on awesome. the Mississippi Blues Trail, and we are going deep, deep into that good old blues music. Awesome. Just down from the crossroads. Well, you know I'm still right where I was in the Bell Witch's backyard, coming to you from the Haunted Barn Studios. And today we're talking about, what was that topic again, Dan? The, the word of the daily is alien taxonomy. Alien taxonomy. Today we're going to tell you a little bit about the different alien races. Like a video game character choice screen, we're going to break down their strengths, their weaknesses, and the way they relate to each other in our world. Dan, who's up first for us? The first aliens we're going to talk about, Lee, the first allegedly real aliens we're going to talk about today, Lee, are the Greys. The Greys? I thought you for sure you were going to say Alf. Ooh, no, that one's everyone's favorite. I love, I, <laughs> I love how he's always chasing cats. That Alf, what a character. <laughs> Alf what is, like the, uh, is like the, uh, the, Seabot of uh, his day, I guess. Dude, I, I just, you know, humans and puppets living together. What are we going to do? <laughs> Weren't some scenes in ALF actually filmed with a little person? Had to be I in the have suit? no idea, but it makes so I'm much pretty sense sure. and is hilarious. I'm pretty sure that was the thing. Um, but ALF... Very unsimilar to your classic gray alien, Lee. 
Um, whereas oh, okay. Alf is brown and cuddly and furry with a uh, protruding proboscis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I'm going on it with the big words today. Uh, the gray aliens, um, everyone knows a gray alien, smooth, large heads, no noses, um, maybe like slits or small mouths, and large black eyes, oily eyes, Lee. Oh, like, is yeah, there like that little tint of green and like color rainbow that you get? Oh, like a translucent, like a, like a bubble that you blow the translucent little oh, rainbow colors you see on so the top. Maybe, to or, or when you like change your oil and you just don't care and spill it out on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> um, just like not the that hokey I would pokey. ever condone that. <laughs> Um, but, uh, gray aliens are, they're just kind of weird in their proportions. Uh, their limbs aren't quite as proportional as a human's. I mean, they're bipedal like a human. Uh, they usually have fewer fingers. Um, but you know, five fingers, four fingers, three fingers, that doesn't really matter. Their, their arms are like longer and skeletal. Um, and they're usually a little bit smaller than people, um, but some abductees have described them as being slightly taller than your average person. Okay. All right. So, so basically they're anywhere from like three foot nothing to like seven foot or are we talking? Yeah. Uh, I, I'd say I'm probably more like a good six, 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 eight. I don't know okay. about full on seven foot. Okay. Maybe All seven right. foot. We'll call that the cap. Okay. All right. So that, but, uh, yeah, they're about that size anywhere from like child size to like a really big dude, you know? Okay. All right. Um, and actually like the description of a gray alien goes back uh, to H.G. Wells, who described uh, gray-skinned aliens with big heads and big eyes, uh, big dark eyes, uh, and other creatures. He, I mean, he wrote a number of pieces of fiction, and he used that description for other creatures that weren't aliens. Um, but, I mean, this goes back to, like, the 1890s, Lee. Really? Way back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but, um, you know, the works of H.G. Wells, while they are seminal, uh, didn't really popularize that idea of the gray alien. Um, probably what did it, what put this idea of the gray alien into people's mind was the Barney and Betty Hill abduction. Abduction. Lee, do you know the story of Barney and Betty Hill? I would not be a good Fortean uh, pot, pot smoker, apparently, is what I'm going to say. No, I would not be a good Fortean podcast host if I didn't know about the Betty and Barney Hill case. What do you want to know about the Betty and Barney Hill case? Or do you want to tell me? Well, I mean, it's, it's such a classic story, Lee. Um, and one that would deserve like its own episode because there's all kinds of stuff 
Um, but let's just break it down to like the simplest version, a really brief summary. Uh, Barney and Betty Hill in 1961 were on their way back to their home in New Hampshire from a trip up to Canada, eh? <laughs> Strange brew territory, huh? Indeed, indubitably. Um, guys, Fourth Hand Podcast Network, Strange Brew Pod, check it out. Um, That's how you drop. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Name drop those crazy Canucks. That's how you dr- name drop a random podcast from our network. That's right. Just throw it in there just whenever you can. Slip it in so the people don't notice. Subliminal messaging, Lee. That's what we're all about here. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, anyway, they're coming back from Canada, probably loaded up with maple syrup and poutine. And while of they're course. driving. <laughs> Smuggling it into the country, see. right? <laughs> uh, high alcohol beer. Those guys on Strange Brew are always talking about the ten percent beer they get. Oh. Those assholes. Yeah, dude. That's oh man. Yeah. Um but anyways. Um they uh they're driving along, again, loaded with all the goodness of Canada. Um, and they see a bright light in the sky. Uh, they stop to check it out, scope it out with some binoculars. They keep on driving, um, only to find themselves, they're still on the road. They see the craft as like a flying saucer. They're still on the road, but all of a sudden, like, it's weird. They've lost time. They have this strange feeling. Something's happened. Um, and later on in their dreams and under hypnosis they recalled the tale of their abduction they were taken by the greys and uh, experimented on you know in a classic alien abduction story that or, means butt stuff what would become a classic alien abduction, abduction <laughs> story at the time you know the, in the 60s this was pretty new that just absolutely reminds me of my favorite meme of probably all time at this point. Just the, the picture of the UFO and underneath it says, get in, loser, we're doing butt stuff. <laughs> it cracks me up every time. Every time. All right. So let's get back to what the greys are. Tell me more, Dan. Well, uh, the greys are... According to the Hills, uh, you know, Betty allegedly drew a star map, and she's like, this is where they're from. Um, The astronomers checked it out, and they said the most likely star system was Zeta Reticuli, Lee. Um, Okay. That's not a very popular star. People aren't like, oh, yeah, I was out checking out Zeta Reticuli. Um but I I don't know, probably after this story, people were way into it. Um, that's, that's what I hear all the time. <laughs> Zeta reticuli. And um, we'll oh, get yeah. into, we'll get into my star system, man. My star system is uh, just reap with characters. Oh yeah. Um, well, um, your Lee's next alien are the reptoids. And some people think, uh, you know, the greys are related to all these other aliens. 
uh, yes. maybe like a subservient race that's genetically engineered or cloned. Um, but, uh, you know, whether they're native to Zeta Reticuli or, you know, maybe just that one craft that Barney and Betty on were like, oh yeah, we came from here, but we're all over the place. We, we've set up shop all over the galaxy. Uh, so. Kind of like a united federation of assholes. Like... <laughs> Dude, you got me with that one when I was taking a drink, you son of a bitch. <laughs> what? I'm just saying. Like, only assholes would do that much butt stuff. <laughs> it, well, yeah, and... Um, you know the thing I'm sorry, about the I mean assholes unsolicited butt stuff. Let me get very clear. Unsolicited. Butt yes, stuff. yes, yes. I mean, some people may I like mean, the butt stuff. So, I yeah, dude. If that's your thing, that's your thing. Yeah, I don't want to leave um, them out. So sorry about that. Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna kink shame anybody here. No. Um, but um, so, uh, anyways, where were we? Zeta reticuli. Um, Sorry, Dan. The Greys, the the Greys are very inquisitive. It seems uh, they're scientific. They're always taking observations and conducting experiments. Um, and they, even in abduction stories that involve multiple races, they tend to be the aliens who are directly in contact uh, with the people doing the experiments and all the. Touching and poking and uh, general unpleasantness. You're gonna make me say it, huh? So, They're generally the, the butt ones stuff. doing the butt stuff. <laughs> They're doing the butt stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's the thing. I'm sorry. Um, like I should stop doing no, that. That's like a running joke that actually makes some abductees upset. But it kind of makes is, me giggle. Oh well. Yeah. I'm well. Okay, let's be honest. Uh, just the word butt stuff is funny. <laughs> I think that that's what makes it funny. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's. Uh, I mean, the thought of being, you know, anally molested by an alien is pretty freaky, but the word butt stuff is funny as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I, I, I absolutely agree with that. I don't want it to ever happen, but just using that phrase makes me giggle, and I'm not going to stop. And you're 12, so, I mean, it works. That and fart <laughs> um, so. jokes, that's why I'm on this. <laughs> um, well, it turns out, Lee, um, Zeta Reticuli is an actual star system. It's a binary system. It's 39 light years away from uh, our sun. And it can be viewed with the naked eye, if you're out there. Um, so go check it out. Um, it's in the constellation Reticulum. Um, the okay. two stars don't have... Uh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm very, very sorry. Okay, go ahead. It's in the constellation Reticulum. Reticulum, yeah. R- Reticulum. Uh-huh. That's Latin for uh, something. I don't care what it's Latin for. You know what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be... <laughs> It's another butt stuff joke, Dan. It's, it's another. Un- wow. Wow. Lee, here's Lee going back to the well. Just <laughs> dipping in. Still no, not I've got done. something that works for me. I just hold on to it. Can't let it go. <laughs> wow. Well. I'm not even going to say it. Everybody knows what I was, what I was thinking. So 
I go think, ahead. <laughs> I think we probably have three or four more butt stuffs until this horse is dead. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, I should hold those back though, toward till towards the end though, right? Yeah, we're. <laughs> Yeah, at the end is where the butt stuff comes. Yeah, that's exactly. Um, got to work our way up to the butt stuff. <laughs> you got to test the waters a little bit. You can't just dive straight into the butt stuff. Oh, no, 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 that. no. You've got you to gotta see how that's Hey, this fly. is supposed to be PG-13. We're going okay. all in on butt all right. stuff. Okay, all right. I'm, I'm done. I'm done for a little while. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, when yours comes up, I'm I'm going full on for the bus. Go hard, just like just go right hard. <laughs> that God, was not intentional, it. but it was great. Wow, wow, <laughs> wow! You know we're usually so composed, and uh, just butt stuff comes up, and we lose it. This is just fun, this though. Is... I, I actually kind of like it. I, I think this will be a popular ed- episode. <laughs> this, or this is our like worst yet. High sci- <laughs> yeah, one of the two. This is like a junior high science class that has a substitute teacher <laughs> and has just absolutely lost control. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <sighs> um, it's moving. Okay. Um, so anyway, Zeta Reticuli. It is a star. You can look at it at night if you have dark enough skies. Um, and it was thought to... Uh, the second star in the system was thought to have a debris disk that might indicate, uh, you know, maybe like a Kuiper belt sort of thing of asteroids and comets around it. Um, but newer observations seem to debunk that idea. So if they were from Zeta Reticuli, as far as we know, there aren't any actual planets out there. Just an FYI. Um, But, you know, they could live on a space station or a Dyson sphere or something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I I love Dyson spheres. I think they're great. That is Um, a really cool, cool theory. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um... It, the you know what the thing is now, Lee. Guys are talking about if humans wanted a Dyson sphere, we should actually probably create a Dyson cloud. Okay. A Dyson swarm. But anyways, that's uh, completely separate. Because actually, building a whole sphere around the sun is actually really really hard to do. Um, but but you create um, a network of drones. I get it. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, we talked about how they're scientific, how they seem to be, uh, how they're like all the same bioengineered, possibly cloned, uh, in stories that involve multiple races, they tend to be subservient to other aliens. Um, but there are a few skeptical hypotheses about the appearance of gray aliens in these abduction stories, Lee. Um, This is one that I thought was actually kind of nutty, but, uh, I mean, it appeared in some scientific journals, so it's got some real clout. That's the word I was trying to use. Clout. I like Um, it. Yeah. Um, So, a lot of researchers uh, tend to explain alien abduction stories with uh, sleep paralysis, right? They attribute 
um, that feeling people have when they're abducted to an actual medical condition. And it makes a lot of sense. Um, and the appearance of the gray alien might be a latent memory from your infancy, Lee. Okay. The idea is that uh, a human face, as it appears to an infant whose eyes are undeveloped, is a big glossy set of eyes and a giant head all up in your grill. Um, And so when you go into this state of sleep paralysis, your brain might be dredging up this stuff that you never, ever remembered. And that's why people think they're gray aliens. That is, that's horrifying to think that your children are seeing that. (laughs) I'm sorry, but. Right. Well, that's, that's what you look like to an infant is because they're. (laughs) Again, their their color vision isn't even all developed, mm-hmm. so that yep. makes some sense for the grays and the blacks and the big eyes and well, all, and if, all that jazz. If you take that into account, the lack of mouth or mouth and whatnot, um, while there's many hours of interfe- or of interacting with parents and stuff, what if it's literally just the moment of birth, like the the doctor's wearing a face mask that covers everything but the eyes. Oh yeah. I get what you mean. So uh, that's the latent memory. Yeah. yeah that who, I mean, who knows? Terrifying. Yeah. Um, dude, sleep paralysis is freaky anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I honestly think sleep paralysis is probably more scary than alien abduction. You know, alien abduction, seems super rare. Sleep paralysis is just, Ooh, mm-hmm. it's so scary. One um, thing that I so, I heard about sleep paralysis is a lot of the things, like, it happens to people when they're laying on their back, um, and I'm not a doctor. N- nobody confuse me with a doctor, please. That being said, there's a lot of similarities to sleep paralysis as, um, like, laying on your back, um, not being able to move. To me, that seems somewhat similar to, uh, now I can't even think about it, um, sleep apnea. Uh, people with sleep apnea have a tendency to lay on their back. Um, and they, mm-hmm. if they're not getting enough oxygen to their brain, it, that could be what's triggering them to wake up. But it's bef- like it's triggering uh... them to wake up before they're actually able to move to rectify it because their brain realizes it's not getting oxygen. So it's like quick do something before it's actually waking them up. So I wonder if there's a correlation between people with sleep apnea and, um, people that experience alien abductees and alien abductees. And that being said, um, if they're being treated for sleep apnea, is that, does that diminish the amount of experiences that they have? I don't know. I've never heard of the story of an alien abductee who got abducted with their CPAP machine. But um, <laughs> you know what? Have you ever seen it, the face clingers? Like, man, they look a lot like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, wow, Lee. Sorry. Um, <laughs> 
So, segue to different types of aliens. Lee, you've got the next alien race on our list. Tell us about it. Yes, I do. Um, My first alien race is the reptilians, or reptoids, if you really want to get dirty with it. Let's hear from some of our friends at Fourth Hand. Good evening, ma'am. Hey, y'all. What can I do you for? Can I have a glass of Chardonnay? I'm sorry, darling. We don't serve that here. Any Merlot? I'm pretty sure you don't want these feet going nowhere near them grapes. Alrighty, how about a craft beer? Oh yeah, we got plenty of crap beer. Which one you want? No, not crap beer. Craft beer. Oh, no, hell no. I'm, I'm pretty sure the bar down the street serves that. Okay, well, what do you serve? I'm glad you asked. Welcome to the Backwoods Barcast. We serve up moonshine, cheap beer, bottom shelf liquor, and stories even harder to swallow. Join Nick and Brittany and the janitor Stephen as we discuss southeastern mysteries and mayhem, including but not limited to UFOs, true crime, the paranormal, and much more. So knock four times, grab a stool, let the bar talk commence, and as always, drink more beer. This name actually includes several different species from several different worlds. Now, if any of these races actually do exist, it would likely be an example of something called convergence evolution. Sorry, convergent evolution. Convergent evolution is when two different species of animal or two different beings, their evolution converges to match a very similar tactic. So let me actually read what I wrote here. Okay. (laughs) The thought that unrelated species would evolve to have similar characteristics in order to accomplish similar goals. An earthly example of this would be the flying squirrel, a rodent, and the sugar glider, a marsupial. While they may look extremely similar... They're actually members of completely different family trees. Yes, Lee. Um, I have seen this convergent evolution explanation um, as part of why most of these aliens appear to be humanoid or bipedal. um, Because it's convergent evolution uh, for intelligent species that are um, tool-making. This just tends to be the best way. Um, another theory, though, that I really like, uh, is if life in the galaxy was seeded by a higher intelligence or another alien race, uh, the idea that they would all share certain similarities actually makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. So, I agree with you on that. Um, there's many different things yeah. that this could be. It could be that they're descended from, the, or that we and all of us are descended from another species that is farther outside. I don't know. Um, All of this is speculation anyway, so who knows? Let's get started. Alpha Draconians. These are a species of reptile-like humanoids that come from the Alpha Draconis star system. 
Draconians are allegedly one of the alien races that have been preparing to take over the world. They've been waiting for a time when humans have a su sufficient amount of technology to facilitate a smoother takeover, but not an amount that would allow them to put, an, put up an effective resistance. They allegedly have a network of powerful humans they control that they use to push forward their own agendas. Now, Lee, Lee, you're talking about the lizard people who secretly control the government, right? Oh, pretty much all of these are the lizard people who secretly control the government. Oh, yeah. They're, the, they're just there's just different breeds of lizard people. Mm -hmm. They come from different star systems, different. too. But oh, wow. We'll That's crazy. <laughs> um, now, I just got to throw this out there, Lee. Some of these guys who are into some of these conspiracy theories are a little bit crazy. Not you and me, but some of those other guys. Yeah, some of them are. Some of them are. <laughs> right. I, I do want to point out that we don't necessarily believe what we're saying here. We just are stating the quote-unquote facts as presented to us. <laughs> the, the tales that have been told. I like it. The, we are recounting them for you. The tales that have been told. Now, that's not to say we don't want to believe, but it have to be realistic here. Dude, I love lizard people that control the government. It sounds awesome. I'm all down for our lizard overlords. Um, and it makes a great TV show. So let's do it. It, it does. It does. <laughs> the Alterians. Alterians inhabit the Altiar, Alteria. Little help, Altair. 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 Altarians mm -hmm. inhabit the Altair star system. These guys have been known to work with the Greys and the Nordics. The Amphibians. Amphibians are an outlier in the rep reptilian aliens. They are similar in many ways, but more aquatic by nature. And they seem to have much more, or they seem to not have much to do with the other alien, other races. They have been known to attack humans with little to no provocation. Okay, so it's okay, so it's like a man frog, but like, what do they attack with? Like their bare hands? Do they like spit their tongue? You know, like a frog, like what? God, with the tongue I hope so. On no, a fly? I. The <laughs> thing is, is they didn't give me any examples of attacks, and that's. That's my issue. And I these ones are actually a little bit out there for me. I've never heard of the amphibians. Um, huh. But they claim to be, uh, like, found in, like, lakes and rivers and marshy areas. And oh, I'm wondering if okay. it, would, uh, it would be good examples of, like, the stories of, like, essentially swamp monsters in a lot of ways. Um, oh, and they'll, like, sink your boat. Yeah. They're not, they're not going to, like come up on you with uh <laughs> with pull cues and brass knuckles but <laughs> although that would be hilarious but they're gonna attack in one way or another oh battle toads oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh. that's right son battle toads i love oh it God. i love it wow now in the description the amphibians um are described as looking very similar to the reptoids. Um, so it's hard oh. to know whether or not, whether they are literally a, an amphibian 
that have evolved into a humanistic um, creature or if they are uh, a reptile, like another reptilian that evolved to be more amphibious. More aquatic. More aquatic. Interesting. Interesting. All right. The Boutini... Boutini... I'd say Bootians. 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 The Bootians. Bootians. The Bootians hail from the Booties star system and have been known to work closely with other reptilian races. However, it has been rumored that they have aspirations of taking control of the reptilian alliance at some point in the future. Yeah, there's a reptilian alliance. Oh. Yeah. So all of these okay. supposedly come from different star systems and apparently evolved separately, but as they met each other, they were so similar that they um they just developed an alliance with each other. <laughs> They're all like, "You have scales? I have scales." We can be friends. We just became best friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, did we just become best friends? Let's, let's take over the galaxy and we'll have so much more room for activities. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> so these ones uh, you may have heard of, and they're key in this conspiracy um, that the uh, the crazy people have. These are the chameleons. The chameleons are the shapeshifters. They're believed to have secretly taken over leadership positions all over the world in order to help facilitate that coming invasion that we talked about earlier. I see. Um, But don't you think that would build up some bad karma, 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 karma for the chameleons? It would. It would. They're going to get some (laughs) karmuppins. Okay. (laughs) Apologies to boy George. (laughs) The dinosauroids. Uh, These ones are a little bit different. Uh, They're rumored to have descended from Earth's dinosaurs. They have large skulls, three-fingered eyes, and large eyes. They are allegedly related to or part of the family of the amphibians. Um... So Okay, so so they're not even aliens. Uh, by the technical phrase, no, they're not. And that removes a, like mm. amphibians from the mix, but in the in the description they did mention that amphibians like they may be like dinosauroids may have evolved into amphibians and now the amphibians are back like the dinosauroids like were like there's no fossil record but they went extinct at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've got a history. Like this book that I read, it is, by the way, um, the book where I got all of this um, information from. <laughs> yes, is known alien races by Aiden Borpelius. His name is Aiden B. Oh, that guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, Aiden B. Oh, oh, Aiden B. Um, so, so there's like a whole timeline of alien incursions in 
on the Earth mm-hmm. that goes back, like, what, 65 million years to the dinosaurs? Uh, yeah, basically. Um, oh. Basically, the belief is that they had evolved into dinosaurids, and then uh, some catastrophe occurred that ended the reign of the dinosaurids, um, and then gave rise to our mammalian um, us, basically. Uh-huh. Yeah. So... So, were so the dinosaurids were like highly advanced dinosaurs who lived during the time of the dinosaurs, and then went extinct with the dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I got too. Yeah. Uh huh. Intriguingly, continue the Dracos. The Dracos are the big bad. They're larger than other reptilians. They have large wings and are supposedly the supreme commander of the reptilian races. Oh, These ones I see. are like if you were to think of a gargoyle, like do, do you remember uh-huh. Goliath from the cartoon show Gargoyles back when we were kids? Lee, Lee. Yes. I'm, yes, I do. And I just got Disney Plus, and they got the whole thing on there. It is legit. Oh, my God. <laughs> I did not. Yeah. They've got that, too? Dude, they got, yeah, they got everything. Disney Lee. owns everything. Disney's taking over the world. Yeah. Um. Uh. Just shout out to Bob Iger, if you're listening. Uh. We'll, we will sell out. We are ready to sell out. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> ready? Like, we will. <laughs> <laughs> we won't even take that much money like you <laughs> dude just hook us up whatever you got disney pocket change is <laughs> gonna be good enough for wave us. a couple hundred bucks in our face and you may have everything <laughs> like, <laughs> dude i'll put mouse ears on this shit so quick you don't even know <laughs> oh. <laughs> by the way let me tell you about our friends at the fourth hand media network <laughs> who we would abandon in a second for disney money every one of them would abandon us in a second for disney money too and you know it's so many so many great shows out there guys check it out (laughs) fourthhand.com see how i slipped that in there lee i like totally unnoticed i like it the iguanoids the iguanoids are four to five feet tall. Uh, they have long tails, and they've been known to be extremely hateful towards humans. Another interesting fact is they've also been known to wear like black hoods, for whatever reason. Oh, really? Yeah, and hmm. practice magic. And that's not even a joke. That was literally in the book I read. Uh, you said black hoods and I was like well maybe they're emo and then you're like well then they do magic too and I was like oh they're just unpopular (laughs) (laughs) and they ninja run to the lunchroom every day after school that's why they hate everybody oh no Um, okay so here's the thing about iguanoids Lee Um, I don't know if you know this but this is evidently a thing that happens now that I've moved to the south. I've become very educated on uh, the different the different strange weather phenomenon that can occur uh, in this part of the country. 
Did you know, Lee, when it gets cold enough in parts of Florida, they have to put up warnings about iguanas falling from trees? No, I did not. Are they falling pissed off? Yes. No, they're like freezing. And so they get really still because, you know, they're cold blooded Mm -hmm. creatures, right? So they go really still to conserve their energy and they'll just fall out of the trees like freaking frozen iguanas. Drop it on people's heads and shit. Ouch. Yeah. Those things are mean, too. Have you ever seen like a live iguana, like not frozen to death or? Well, I mean, yeah, behind glass. I don't. I don't do lizardsly, I don't do scales, I don't do rodents, I don't do nothing. If it's not a dog, I don't want it in the house. Don't you have a cat? <clears throat> well, I mean, it's my wife's cat. I mean, it's a pretty <laughs> good cat, too, as far as cats go. Okay. No, I didn't pick him. Uh, yeah, he came <laughs> with the wife, so. <laughs> I guess it was worth the trade, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's all right. Except for he poops in a box, and I hate it. Anyways... Continuing on. In a box. <laughs> you know, I, I bet it'd get old pretty quick. Probably. What do you mean? You, I wish I could poop in a box. You can <laughs> poop in a box anytime you want. You're a grown ass man. I am a grown ass <laughs> man. I'm going to go poop in a box. <laughs> do what I want. <laughs> I'm an adult. <laughs> I can make my own choices. <laughs> All right, Dan. So that is the the reptoids or the reptilians um, in a nutshell. Interesting. Um, they, uh, most of them are like in some sort of cahoots in order to uh, take over Earth, which I still don't understand why the Earth is such a hot commodity for them or for any alien race that for that. Oh, matter. yeah. That's a good point you make. Like, I mean, hmm. we got global warming. Um, we've got Florida. Um, <laughs> Florida man. We got Florida man. Who tends to be abducted more than other men. Yeah. Well, I can understand <laughs> that one, though. They're like trying to figure out what the fuck <laughs> is going on down in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's uh, is this the state we're picking on this episode? Is this that we're going to do? <laughs> I guess Florida is our pick. We're going to. Oh, hey, you know, uh, speaking of just picking on a state each week, uh, have you checked out State of Fear? Not yet. Podcast on fourth hand? No. Dude, check it out. They're doing they're doing uh, paranormal stories from each state. They started with Alabama. I don't know if they're going to go alphabetical or not. We got to talk to those guys. They seem pretty cool. First of all, um, anyways, is their theme song the state's theme song from elementary school? Alabama, Alaska, <laughs> Illinois, Arkansas. <laughs> if it's not, wow. it needs to be. <laughs> you know, it it would probably really appeal to the other 12-year-olds out there, Lee. I think it would really get a kick out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a grown ass man. I'm a, you, you could poop in a box if you want to. You're an adult. Um, but, um, so Lee, we've covered the reptilians for whatever reason they want to take over the Earth. Uh, I re- I remember reading something like they uh, they want our emotions, like human emotions are like. 
uh, ambrosia Dude, for them. It's adrenochrome. And they just and adrenochrome. Yeah, and they just ha- adrenochrome. They have to have the fear. The reptilians want fear. Like they just soak it up, and so that's why they've uh, infiltrated governments to create unrest and populate the media with overblown stories to just feed off your fear, Lee. Yes. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes genius. Um, and then, I don't know, what are they going to do when they take over? Like, are, are they going to, what? I don't, uh, you know what, it doesn't make a lot of sense, Lee, but, you know what, the lizard people's plans are uh, beyond us sometimes. Well, if you think <laughs> about it, though, like, maybe, maybe, um... Global warming is actually just playing into their their plan. Like oh, they want us all to be scared. They oh, want us to bastards. be scared. You know, it probably is. They want us. Uh, th- well, no, I'm thinking that global warming actually does exist. Um, how many lizards live in oh, colder but... climates? Mm. They heat <laughs> up the earth, so they're slowly terraforming the earth, and then using their media takeover to spread fear about their own terraforming operation Mm -hmm. so they can feed off our fear while making our planet more livable, more hospitable Mm -hmm. to their reptilian nature. Mm -hmm. They they increase the amount of water, um, like like the water marshes, marshy area, I guess, would Mm -hmm. be what it would be, um, Mm -hmm. for their amphibioids. Um, and then they, oh yeah, and they um, also at the same time increase the um, temperature level, so there's a larger livable space for them, and wash out our coastal cities and make us easier to take over. Exactly, lose the coastal Genius. cities. They, wow, it, dude, dude, we're fucked, man. Wow, wow. So, you know what, Lee? I think you could go. Uh, you could write a whole book with that theory, and people would love it. They'd eat it up. You know what? Global though? warming created by the reptilians. If if the Bootians, the Bootians, um, maybe we should get in contact with them though, because if they want to take over, maybe we can talk them into helping us out. With with what? Um, with unseating the Dracos. Oh, because, oh, yeah, because the Reptilian Alliance. Yeah, I forgot so about that the part. the uh. um we get them to, like, take out the Dracos, which creates discontent with all of the Reptoids. And now, uh-huh. and now we can, yeah. we can fight back. Uh-huh. It's just like in Game of Thrones where Ramsay Bolton switched sides and killed Rob Stark at the Red Wedding, except with aliens. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Okay. I'm totally down. Uh, <laughs> and we just wrote a Reptilians. screenplay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it'd, it'd be better than Jupiter Ascending, that's for sure. Um, just about anything hey. was better than that. <laughs> uh, so, our next alien race, Lee. This one is a bit of a strange one. We're going insectoids. Like, uh, so like mantis like, people, like starship troopers, bugs. Oh, yeah, like mantis people. Oh, so oh, no, starship troopers. Oh, 
I that was the, that was my first thought was Starship Troopers Bucks, um, but that is not the description that most people give. And then when people say, "Oh, they're like praying mantises," I said, "Oh, they're like seven foot tall praying mantises. That's pretty cool." Uh, again, not quite the description. <laughs> Dan, um, I feel like you were ultimately mm-hmm. disappointed with this choice. I was. I really wanted them to be, you know, the whole head, thorax, abdomen, wings, mm-hmm. full on. Um, and I'm sure there are plenty of tales of um, other insectoid races. Like, Lee, you broke down all the different reptilians. Uh, when it comes to insectoids, there's really just like one main group and you're talking about your mantids um other other groups of insectoid aliens uh they tend to be like drones you know if they're cockroachy or something like that they're or ants they're drones um but the mantids seem to be intelligent um and in fact they seem to be overseers in a lot of alien abduction stories so people will get picked up by a group of greys they'll be experimented on and a mantid will come in and check out the proceedings make sure things are going well maybe speak to the abductee telepathically or verbally Um, so all kinds of crazy stuff uh, now, a mantid alien has some characteristics uh, that we identify with a praying mantis. You know, a triangular head and the folded up arms like the mantis where the, where the elbow comes down and then back up with the hands flopping down, you know. Um, Dan, about... They have a segmented exoskeleton. <laughs> I hate to interrupt, Dan. But about four separate times, you've, you, like, listeners, you can't see what Dan is doing, but Dan is, like, actively making the, like, mantis, like, appendages with his hands as he says mantids. And I love every minute of it. (laughs) Mantis. Mantis. You just get your hands together and you go, mantis. Oh. So they have triangular heads, they have a segment, they have an exoskeleton. So this makes them um, really insectoid. That's probably one of their most insectoid characteristics, is the exoskeleton. Um, (coughs) No giant abdomen trailing behind them. Um, Imagine like a, a mantis human hybrid that's like seven feet tall. It's bipedal like a man. It has an exoskeleton. It has the funky mantis arms and a triangle head with slanted eyes. You know how praying mantises have uh, like big compound eyes bugged out from their head? Um, not really the description of a mantid alien. It's more like slanted eyes in the sides of the triangle head. Um, <coughs> did you know, Lee... This might be one of the reasons that praying mantises are so anthropomorphized. Not only the, uh, you know, praying shape of the hands, but praying mantises are the only insects that can turn their head side to side. 
I did not know that. Yeah, I just found that out. My wife told me that. That's amazing. Uh, props to her. Yeah, so... Um, again, they supervise these interactions. And um, most of the time, an alien abduction involves experimentation, you know. Uh, butt stuff, uh, whatever. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, but every now and then, uh, people will describe positive interactions with mantid aliens. Um, and that usually involves them using some type of holographic projection to educate the abductees. Uh, you know, about the Earth or, you know, something. All, all kinds of stuff. So, they're, they're really into holographs. They're really into, I don't know, being in charge of a group of greys. Um, and they may be working with the reptilians as well, not sure. Uh, but the idea is that they are perhaps harvesting human DNA in these experiments, Lee. Good. Uh, that was what I was hoping for, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. Now, the question is, what do you do with human DNA? Um, I, and again, here's another point. Uh, like, why would they need to abduct people to harvest DNA? There's 7 billion people in the world leaving skin cells and urine and feces and hair everywhere they could just go to one like they could go to one pay by the hour hotel and get all the dna they wanted oh so much dna (laughs) just genetic genetic material everywhere like why why did they need to be world leaders they could be hotel maids and they could collect (laughs) dna out the wazoo (laughs) oh Ow, it hurts. <laughs> Doesn't make a lot of sense. But the idea is that maybe there's they're looking to hybridize the mantids and humans into some kind of tall black alien. Um, you know, there's there's the tall whites are a, a humanoid race that people talk about. Um, the tall blacks might be the mantid hybrid that they're trying to create. Um, maybe to counter the tall whites in some kind of interstellar war for supremacy over this particular ball of dirt. Just why? Just... Because of our emotions, Lee. They feed off them. They have to have them. Um, also, the mantids... Um, they can appear to be black, brown, sometimes oily. Um, sometimes they wear clothes. They tend to wear, like, robes. Again, maybe to note that they are in charge. Um, and there's some claim that they are shapeshifters as well. Okay. So maybe, maybe this hybridization towards the tall blacks is to get them into human society... So that they can, I don't know, create more fear for the reptilians to feed off of, or and that's the I don't thing. Know, whatever. That's the thing that's crazy to me. All of these are interconnected. Like supposedly the Greys are 
are related to the reptilians in some way. We can't get... Yeah, it doesn't... Like, we can't get... We can't... We. You and I can't agree on everything in our life. Like, how is it that they're getting those, like, so different groups of people or groups of aliens to, like, get along well enough to do this? <laughs> um, we, we, can't, we can't get along with Iranians, let alone seven-foot-tall praying mantis people. Exactly. Where is that breaking yeah, I get point? What you're where is that breaking point where we're just like, eh? Looks like he um, bites well, off his. I don't know. Looks like he bit off his, or looks like she bit off her husband's head last night. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's cool. I mean that that praying mantises. That's how they do. You know. Um, so yeah, and, and every one of them, like know, with Lee. the greys, when you say that they seem to be as drones um, for the more malevolent um, beings. Now, there are some positive experiences with them, but the majority of them are malevolent experiences. Um, you're being tested on, you're being put in a state of hyper fear so they can feed on your adrenochrome. That's how the um, reptilians get you, by the way. Adrenochrome. Did you know that it is um, what plants and reptiles want? Adrenochrome. <laughs> Wow. Wow. It is what the it's what the reptiles want. I don't know I don't know if a plant could even take it. But uh, <laughs> it just doesn't make it doesn't make a lot of sense, Lee, for them to all work together because I mean, there's just so many different ones. Yeah, there you can't tell me that they're all in it to take us little old us over. Exactly. And that's what confuses me. I can wrap my head around the this whole storyline of all the all the reptilians working together for whatever reason because at least they have enough similarity to where I can be like ah they could probably form an alliance and like pull that off but there's still some strafe in that alliance right um supposed strafe um cuz we all know that the Boodians are little bitches anyway <laughs> That's why they're called the Boodians. <laughs> well, well, you know, here's another one, Lee. Maybe, maybe there are actually only four, and all of these people who have been abducted, maybe some of them aren't necessarily telling the truth. Ooh. You get what I mean? <laughs> No, so, no. Everybody that's gotten abducted in the past has told told the, is one. Well, and you know, actually, there might be some, uh, some credence to that, Lee. Because, like, why would you put yourself out there and take all the public ridicule uh, to come up with an alien abduction story? I, um, you know, I meant that, that statement. Make a lot I meant sense. that statement like sarcastically, but that is a very valid point. Like, why yeah, would you? Um, super. Now that being said, um, maybe maybe this whole like reptilian like multiple different races that's all BS and they're all the same race and different species of the same race just like we have different species of dog. Um, yeah. So yeah. M- um, maybe that's and it. a lot of this could be influenced by uh, the popular culture. You know, once certain ideas get out there into the 
ether, people pick them up in their heads and, uh, you know, who knows? I mean, when you get abducted by aliens, are you going to remember every detail? I don't know. Yeah. I've never been. Um, and, and but it still leads me back. Like I could kind of wrap my head around. Like we go to the the reptilians. Yeah, I wrap my head around. They're prob- they could be all working together. Fine, but I don't get how insectoids, greys, reptilians, are all working together. And in some cases, some of the humanoid races that I'm about to get into are working with each other in one way or another. I, I just I don't get it. Like I don't get that connection. I know yeah. I'm just like there's got to there's there's got to be another side to the coin, right? Yeah, exactly. Like I just hmm. I don't Intriguing. see how they could be working together. Um, and this hmm. is this is me, you know, just being kind of realistic. It, it's not going to work like the United Federations of Planets. I'm pretty confident hmm. everybody's going to kind of hate each other. Like <laughs> I'm sorry, right. but in one way or another, there's got to be some hatred there. Especially if you're a race of reptilian dicks who feed off people's fear. Like, just to... You work up the whole world into a fear of war just to, I don't know, get off on it? I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense. What did they feed on before us? (laughs) What did they feed on before us, Dan? Uh, Other alien races fear. They just move from one planet to the next and make people really, really scared. First of all, the greys know no fear. The mantisoids... Um, are pretty much like scarier than the. the I'm, I'm sorry, they are. They're scarier than the reptilians, and um. Well, the the tall whites are <laughs> the mantids. Pretty much badasses. The mantidsly, the mantidsly are like the middle managers of this alien hierarchy, and you know what? That actually might make them scarier. <laughs> 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 Everyone knows that middle manager who is looking over your shoulder, just micromanaging, and just waiting has for aspirations a to... of being the big boss. Oh, just a giant, giant asshole. <laughs> um, not that, not that we ever saw any of that at Smallmart. Oh, Smallmart. Um. But anyways, Lee, let's talk, let's talk, bring this back. Now that we're relating this to human experiences, let's talk about some aliens that look like us. All right. We'll be right back after this quick break. What up, fart knockers? Aries, stop insulting people. These are potential listeners. Yeah, I'm so sure. Happy horror coffee break, old time horror radio show. We take the best and worst <laughs> creepy pasta stories online, and our finest of quality reenactors perform them for you in the style of old timey horror radio dramas. Everyone knows it's just you disguising your voice poorly. No, it's not. Besides, we have an abundance of great guests. There's music and t-shirts. And a bunch of dick and fart jokes. You're not wrong. (laughs) Catch us on all the major podcast thingamawoppers. We're on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Schlapstick, Hard Knockers, and the rest. Idiot. Tune in every other Friday. There's a new episode. 
or just stick your head in an oven. Same difference. Aries. <laughs> we need to have a little chat. <laughs> Toodles! The fourth hand joint. Back to me, as it should always be. Um, The second race is a group of human-like beings. As with the reptilians, there are multiple um, of these aliens. But one thing remains the same. They all are quite similar in appearance to us, and in many ways would be indistinguishable from us. I am going to destroy this one. Dan, can you pronounce this name? Uh, yes, I can, Lee. Uh, and I'm surprised that you can't, being uh, a former Eastern Idahoan. Elohims. Oh, and now that I hear it, I know exactly what it is. There you go. Elohims. A race of hyper-intelligent humanoids that hail from Nibiru, a fabled planet in our solar system that only comes around near us every 3,000 years or so. These beings could be referred to also as the Anunnaki. Uh, The Anunnaki, if you haven't been paying attention to this uh, history channel these last five to ten years, the Anunnaki basically created us. Um, They are also the uh, believed to be powerful gods from from Babylonian stories. Uh, According to the history channel, the Anunnaki... um, created us as a subservient um, worker race. And then uh, the Elohims um, tried to help us out a little bit and gave us the ability to procreate and gave us more intelligence. And then, uh, so there's like two different races. There's the Anunnaki and the Elohim, but they're all the same race. It's great. It's like the U.S. and, and Russia, right? Um, the U.S. And yeah, two different factions. Two different factions of the same group, um, which honestly uh-huh. okay. makes them way more um, relatable. Realistic. Like I feel like these ones yeah. might actually uh-huh. exist if there's a possibility of anything. Uh-huh. Then we get into the Nordics. Uh, they are tall, blonde-haired, closely related to the Polydians. Um, Nordics are and Polydians are typically seen in more positive light. Um, as with the Elohim and the Anunnaki, in most cases, these are more positive beings for us. We're not looking at much, as much as uh, abducting us and doing really negative things to us. In fact, with the Palladians, for whatever reason, they like to have sex with us. But not like the butt stuff kind of sex, like the fun stuff kind of sex. So, <laughs> Oh, kinky. Uh, Lee, I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there. Pleiadians, Pleiadians. Pleiadians. The Pleiades. The Pleiades. It's Greek. The Seven Sisters. But, um, yeah, so they're from this group of stars out there, which is a very beautiful little uh, group of stars to look at in the night sky. Go check it out, the Pleiades. Um, But they're also, like, sexy human-looking people who came to earth to get freaky deaky yeah um they're they have larger eyes than humans on average they're on the tall side they tend to be white blonde hair blue eyes for whatever reason Uh um 
We know the reason. Leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> Racism. That's the reason. Racism, people. Um, okay. Okay. It's out there. <laughs> now we're going to move on. <laughs> like it doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> they have mental abilities that allow them to heal others as well as other things like telekinetic abilities and psychic abilities. Now we get into, wow. so go ahead. One more, one more thing, Lee, about the Pleiadians here, um, or the Nordics or yeah, what, whichever group. Um, so they're all like tall, blonde, very attractive people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, why don't they bone each other? Why'd they come to Earth to get freaky with us? Boredom? <laughs> Maybe they already boned each other to a point where they're tired of it. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying, you know, if you lived in a race full of, you know, Scandinavian supermodels, why would you pick up Mrs. Jones from Little Rock, Arkansas, or Daytona Beach, Florida, and fly off into your Tallahassee. Oh my God. (laughs) Tallahassee. (laughs) So the only explanation that I've ever heard for this, and this one, I I don't have a specific um, source that this one comes from, but I have heard in the past that they, they need the genetic diversity um, because they have, uh, they have locked themselves down so much that they no longer have that, that genetic diversity and it's starting to cause oh, issues, you know, okay. like the Royal family okay. and stuff like that. Right. They're all going to get hemophilia if they keep boning each other. So they got to go out and get some other strange that actually makes sense. Especially if they are a humanoid race and close enough to us to, to actually make it work. Like I don't understand why the grays would do that, but I can kind of understand why the Nordics and the, uh, pl- Pelidians, Pelidians, would right. And if it's a small group and they are all blonde and like look kind of the same, it would make sense that they're not genetically diverse. And so they gotta, you know, go find them some somewhere else. Um, interestingly, okay, continue. All right, and then we have the moon eyes. The moon eyes are a little different. They tend to have a uh, pale blue skin excessively large eyes. Now these are described as like they wrap around the sides of the head. So I don't know how they look like humans and are indistinguishable anymore, but moving past that, um, they claim to be descendants of Noah, which once again, confuses me on the gigantic eyes. Um, they have also been reported as living in uh, large underground caves, uh, below the U S state of Arkansas. Um, Oh yes. Oh okay. Yeah. Um the other thing that's wow. why Arkansas. Um the other thing that's interesting about this one, I didn't put it in my notes, but um it was part of the, the research. Um supposedly the moon eyes were at the original moon landing that didn't happen according to some people. Um and they they were basically the ones that told us not to come back. Um so there's that. So we went back five more times and then we're like, okay, no, you're right. Let's not go back. (laughs) Well, maybe, maybe after the fifth time, the, the moon eyes flex their muscle. They're like, no, seriously, we told you to stop. Like, (laughs) 
Like, no, for real. Uh, <laughs> so, the Moon Eyes are on the moon. They are underground, probably around the Small Mart family bunker there in Arkansas. Well, right? you never know. They could just be the Small Mart family. Oh, that would be intriguing. That's that's a good little conspiracy <laughs> theory. We should start spreading that around. <laughs> Put a blue vest on that. <laughs> I love it. Um, you know what? To hell with it. I'm doing it. That's it. That's a real thing. That's what happens. They're all aliens. That's why they're super rich. And that's why they have an underground cavern in Arkansas mm-hmm. is so they can uh, do this moon eye alien thing and people won't see their giant alien heads gotta be that's the only explanation lee that's why he always wore a hat (laughs) oh oh my gosh the hat (laughs) (gasps) oh god we have nailed this one we have got these guys we have finally got them in the egg red to the wall Yes, take that, take that. Um, so, so the one thing that doesn't make any sense at all in this explanation is how they descended from Noah. Yeah, like uh, Noah had like what four sons? I think mm-hmm. I don't know. They're like Shem, Sam, Sam, and the Pharaohs, and one of them was named Ham. Like one of the guys was named Ham. He actually had like, he actually on. had five sons, and the fifth <laughs> one, his name was Big Head, and um, <laughs> oh, and he had the moon and eyes. He had the moon oh, eyes. Yeah. And, okay. And basically, they were like, <laughs> "What the fuck, dude?" <laughs> And when the Ark landed, they were like, "No, you get the hell out of here!" And he went to a cave in Arkansas. And they left him out of the book. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, okay. You know what? Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. I'm with you now. The, the Ark didn't even have to land, actually. He was just still on the Ark, and they were like, no, just go. And he swam to a cave in Arkansas. <laughs> that's, where the, that's where the water drained out. Yeah. <laughs> that's where he, he ended gla- up. He just clapped oh, onto God. a... <laughs> <laughs> to a stalactite. I just held on. Like, here we go. <laughs> oh, wow. <sighs> you know what? We've, we've cracked the case. We've cracked Lee. the case. Two sleuths, you yeah. and me. Watson and Holmes. Watch out. So, there is another one to speak of. And this one, I left him out specifically because I think he deserves his own um, kind of episode in and of itself. So, and his name is Valiant Thor, and he is supposedly a um, Venusian. Yes. Um, the description is similar to the Moon Eyes. Um, he seemed to have like pale blue skin and large eyes, but not to the point of like where the Moon Eyes are supposedly. Um, and he came from a planet, like a planet called Venus. Um, but as far as I know, not the Venus that we have. It was a different Venus, um, but I don't know where that was explained because I haven't done the research on him yet. But 
he apparently worked with the CIA for many years during the 40s. So there's that. Oh, yes. I've heard uh, that the uh, tall whites and other Nordic humanoids uh, have been known to be seen around the Pentagon from time to time. Uh, you know, they're just... Evidently, they're not even hiding it. They're just out there walking around being like, oh, yeah, you know, we're working with the government. Do they you know, have no to? Like, I mean, like, three or four of them look just like humans. Oh, yeah. Well, there like, you go. Okay, so, um, so like, you see four Scandinavian supermodels walking around the Pentagon. I guess it's a little weird, but it's not necessarily impossible. You know what? It wouldn't surprise me if during the Cold War, the CIA just put a couple guys on stilts and told them to go out and act like aliens <laughs> for a little bit. I like it. Just to just to freak out the Russians so the reptilians could feed off their fear. <laughs> oh, and the royal family is uh, is waiting just for us to... Uh, to burn ourselves up so they can take over the world. Wow. We've nailed this yeah. one, Lee. We've got we've we've wrapped this whole story up. We got it. I now. love it. I absolutely love it, Dan. Dan, I've wow. got nothing else, man. I I put all of my heart and soul into this um into this particular script this week. Um so what do you got for us? Uh, you know, I was going to go off on some cosmic aliens that people think are like angels and gods and stuff like that, but, I mean, let's, let's be honest, if a person tells you that they saw an angel, that's one story. If a person tells you that they saw an angel and then he told them, oh no, wait, I'm actually an extraterrestrial, that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> one one that might be deserving of its own episode. And again, if someone tells you that they talk to Jesus, you know, that's one story. If someone tells you that they talked to Jesus and they told him that, uh, yeah, I'm Jesus and I'm from another planet and I came here to do, you know, good things for people so they could be like people on my planet, that's a... That's a different story. <laughs> that's, that's a crazy story. And I think one that probably would deserve its own uh, special attention. <laughs> I would argue one point. Just one. What's that? If an angel is a being from another dimension or world or, or from heaven, which could argue is from a different like plane of being... Wouldn't that mean uh-huh. an, an angel was technically an extraterrestrial? Oh, uh, well, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. So they all, wow, you know, I hadn't thought about it like that, Lee, but that actually makes a lot of sense. I, I mean... Uh, you know, you uh, you just don't think of uh, extraterrestrial as a soup. well, yes... A- as a supernatural term, it's supposed to be scientific, right? You know, this study of aliens that we're going on and on about with all these wild stories. But, um, yeah. Wow. Hmm. I I mean, that being said, that doesn't mean that angels are aliens. Um, that doesn't mean that aliens are angels. Um, I, I do subscribe to the belief that, 
one is just as believable as the other, but that's just my opinion. So, yeah. yeah. In some cases. You know, I think... Uh, I don't want to start a fight here. I think getting into this religious can of worms would need special attention. So, let's, uh, let's put a bow on it. Let's put a pin in that okay. one, Lee. I agree. I think it is uh, a good idea to put a pin in that one before I get in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, before we say something that we can't take back. Because yeah. we've already insulted Florida, uh, Arkansas, uh, in previous episodes, uh, Kentucky, uh, the obese. What, who else have you made fun the of? The Waltons. <laughs> I mean, the Smaltons. <laughs> the... the, the uh, well, you know what? They're billionaires and they can take it. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, I have insulted a lot of people. Like, I'm kind of a dick. Lee shows no mercy. No mercy, Lee. You're <laughs> savage. Savage AF. Yep. <laughs> so, guys, thank you for listening. If you made it through all of this, you are much more well-informed about the different types of alien abduction stories that are out there, the types of aliens involved, and you know a little bit more about the lizard people who secretly control everything. Everything. Alright guys, thank you for coming out and listening to this. We love you, and good night. Good night. Thank you for listening to Beyond Terrestrial Podcast. You can check us out on Apple Pod, Google Play, and other major podcast platforms. And if you want to keep up with the show goings on, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Beyond T Pod. That's Beyond the Letter T Pod. And as always, you can get all of that information as well as show notes and episodes as they come out on BeyondTerrestrial.com. That's right, we got the .com. And if you want to help out the show, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts or a like and a review wherever you listen to Beyond Terrestrial. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.